You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and yes, don't adjust your podcast sets. This is not an NXT review. We are your NXT friends. Friends. But we're here for something a little different. We're here for something that's not WWE NXT. We're here for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, welcome YouTube room. This is a free show. We do have a podcast. You can find up next wherever you find your podcasts. Wednesday nights, we go live on, on YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. And uh, we thought we'd do a little free show. Well, we have a Patreon. And, well, uh, we do a show called Best Match Ever. Sorry, sorry. We have a show called what? Best Match Ever. 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 Yes. Uh, it is from the nerdy minds of me and, me and you where we pick out um, we best matches. We get themes. So we'll look at, like, um, if it's Hell in a Cell month, we'll look at the best Hell in a Cells. If it's uh, Valentine's Day, we decided to look at the best of the hearts. Yes. Bret Hart. Yes. Um, we've looked at different match stipulations, different rivalries. We've gone to, like, 90s All Japan with Misawa versus Kawada and Kabashi versus Misawa. Uh, we did uh, one of my favorite ones we did, which is on the Patreon in the catalog there, is Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. The the three, well, we, we, we went deep into that one. We went like to some secret matches, fan cam matches, all this shit. But the three main matches, those were so much fun. They were nuts. We've been doing so many different best matches ever, and we have so many lined up. We just did one for our extreme month, which was the Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome and we had Nate Milton come on and, and talk all about that yeah we've started reaching out because I think in wrestling it's same with music same with movies everyone has different tastes so yep. uh, it, it's good to reach out to see what kind of 
tastes other people have. And Nate Milton happened to pick uh, Tanaka versus Mike Awesome, and it just fit in perfectly with yes, this extreme month we're doing on the Patreon. So for just five bucks, if you become a North American champion, we've got loads and loads of these shows. And today we thought we'd kind of, as New Japan Cups just finished, we've just had Dominion, we do a kind of show, kind of sort of going over and recapping the cup, but in the style of best match ever. So yes. for those of you that don't follow the Patreon, you kind of can get a little taster of what we offer a little appetizer yeah a little little freebie now we, we this might not be correctly named with best match ever this this could be best new japan cup 2020 match ever it could be, it could be best not wwe product in a pandemic world of wrestling ever yes but you know what we're sticking but with the it. name's branded so <laughs> we're sticking with it uh yeah look we usually go in depth on on these matches on our patreon and like we we give our ratings and we we are, not argue well sometimes about which one we like better and we did a best of backlash and we, we that one's even more like personal you can pick and i think we both agreed on randy versus mick though i'm pretty sure uh, did you pick something else? Oh, I might have picked something else. Yeah, I now I don't remember. I can't even remember. Uh, well, we usually <laughs> we usually go through and we like rate and rank and stuff like that. So for this show, um, we decided. Look, we are we are NXT people, but we love New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the fact that they announced they came back with their shows and everything like that, it was very exciting as a wrestling fan. So someone listening right now is like, oh, I don't listen, I don't watch New Japan, but I listen to you guys. So. I'll listen to you guys. Well, hey, New Japan. That's okay. You, you can do that thing where you, you go to work tomorrow, and I'm sure everyone is just talking about New Japan yeah. there. And you're like, shit, I didn't watch it, but I listened to Davian Braden talk about it. So you're gonna go, guys, guys, that that Suzuki Nagata match was was nuts. Yeah. And just pretend you know what you're talking about, or pretend you're actually at work because you're probably not yeah. still at work either. But uh, you could be at work at the water cooler, and when someone says, hey, hey, how was your weekend? And you just reply. Everything is evil, because yeah. <laughs> that's what I got out of last week. Uh, yes, yeah, so best match ever, New Japan Cup. Now, we will give some thoughts on Dominion afterwards, because this whole cup leads up to like that, that event that they did mm. with a crowd, kind of. Yes. So yep. that was really cool as well. But you have uh, picked five, five, five matches from the New Japan Cup that we're going to dissect here today. Absolutely. So... Um, I've been trying to kind of keep up to date with my ratings because I'm a oh. nerd, but mainly because when it comes to the end of the year and we do these um, big shows with John and Way where we kind of go through the best of the year, it's really hard to remember yeah. 12 months worth of stuff, especially a year like this where every month seems about a year long because oh. of all the nuts stuff going on. So I thought it would be fun to kind of do my ratings. And uh, from that, I kind of compiled the best five from like what I thought and, yeah. and kind of looked at the general consensus checked it with people a lot of people kind of agreed um, and they're the five matches we're going to talk about today but we do have this new Facebook page ah yes um, Up Next Podcasts and the group too within the group Up Next group uh, John Sino uh, who we're calling our uh, associate producer uh, social media director third the third man um, has been running this kind of bracket challenge for um, the New Japan Cup. And obviously it's all over now. So we've got the results right here. And we'll start with what Braden wants to hear, I know. With 18 points, mm. the uh, like J Japanese wrestling correspondent of Expert. Uh, post wrestling was WH Park in last place. Um, <laughs> we love you, WH. Um, 
If we are just closely ahead of him, we have Chris Elliott, Matt Gesk, uh, Kenneth Trainer, David Dark, Hart. I'm sure Braden wants to know where he was. Uh, you were ahead of me for most of the tournament okay. until the end. Uh, Big Tom got knocked out. Yes. So I put all my money on Big Tom, Big Tomohiro Tom. Ishii. So you ended up with uh, 29 points, joint with Benjamin Kogel, who I believe I saw in the YouTube room. Oh, just hello, Benjamin. Um, I was uh, ahead with 36 points. Um, I believe I got half of the, the final correct with okay. Okada, although I, along with a lot of other people, thought it was going to be Sanada versus Okada. Um, just a point ahead of me was MJ from NJ and Peter Salerno. And then if we go to the top five, we have Andrew McDonald um, with 40 points. Jalen Thomas with 41 points. Russell Wilkinson and Sunil Khan with 42 points. And then it came down to the final. Okay. We had Kevin Swanky who picked Okada. We had John Ceno, who organized the whole fucking thing. That's suspicious. Who picked evil. That's suspicious. And obviously, John Ceno won it. <laughs> but he, he is... Uh, we have uh, something in wrestling called vacant. Uh, quite often, we'll have the champion just marked as vacant. Yeah. And this is what uh, John Ceno's done. And we've wow. just had Eric Bischoff just walk in with a briefcase and gone, Hey, Kevin Swenke... It's yours. You're the champion. So, Kevin, uh, we're going to hit you up, but let us know, uh, like, your T-shirt size and your address, and we'll get you your winnings. Yes. Up next, care package. Um, Absolutely. So, John was actually the only person to pick evil uh, to win. and because he's evil. 24 out of 31 picks right. Four people picked Okada to win. Um... Only Kevin and John both picked Okada and Evil to be the finalists. And the biggest upset was the thing that kind of fucked me over was um, Sonada's elimination. Um, I think it, the kind of writing was on the wall as soon as you saw what, like, like the stories they were doing right. in the tournament. Uh, it kind of became a lot clearer uh, that Evil so, would win. Goto didn't win. Goto didn't win. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of would have preferred it. Well, we'll get to that. But but let's start. Uh, we'll go in chronological order. Let's yes. start when everything was kind of bright and breezy. Uh, all excited to see New Japan coming back. Uh, we go to Korakuen Hall on June 16th. It's night one. It's round one. And how do you headline night one by having Big Match Tom? Big Match Tom in, indeed. Um, I was really excited when New Japan was announcing this whole tournament, and they were... Uh, tournaments make sense in this kind of time we're in, um, because it just it fills time, it gives you actual matches, it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. WWE should just continue doing them as well. Yeah. Uh, they stopped after that Cruiserweight one. But um, I was super into it, and then I get to see Big Tom, and I, I'm, I picked him to win this whole thing in this bracket tournament game thing, because I think he's a, a, a wrestling star that... Is like over the past few years, he's gotten a lot of traction with the real, like, kind of in depth fans. A lot of the fans are like, you gotta watch all this guy's matches because he's just, he puts on, he puts on bangers. So, I think especially when it comes to the G1, when you're, yeah. you're exposed to these guys in big level matches so much, uh, he's been the MVP for yep. me for like the last 
three years. He's the kind the of G1. guy you can put on a, a, a Tom match from like the G1 from the past few years to and show like I'm pretty sure we watched it with your dad, Kenny Omega versus. Oh yeah, we did. But like you can watch Ishii because he, he kind of he covers all the bases. He's just a badass looking scary. Japanese dude, and uh, he's the stone pitbull. So him to kind of be the this first match, I was excited to see him. I think there's time. also something about him as well, where um, and his height kind of comes into play in this uh, first match against El Desperado. Um, you kind of forget how small he is height wise. He's like he's a tank. He's mm-hmm. he's built, but he's pretty short. So yeah, I think we're you, both taller than him. Oh yeah, much <laughs> taller than him. So I think if you need him in that kind of underdog role. He plays it great, but also can play that kind of uh, like dominant role, which we'll see in the later match against uh, Hiromu. Um, so yeah, this is the first match. It's against El Desperado. I've got to admit, I'm not particularly uh, uh, particularly familiar with El Desperado. The way I tend to watch New Japan is I tend to skip all of the kind of six man and eight man yeah. undercard, and you I go right to the uh, kind of the meat. The meat, um, mainly because of the time difference. Like if it was on a a social hour and I had nothing to do I'd probably watch the whole thing but I've kind of got to cram it in before work and I feel that's where El Desperado usually lies so for me mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with him he's just some dude in a mask some dude in a mask yeah. with face paint I mean we should all be wearing masks we so should we should take something from Desperado mask. Desperado uh, his, his mask actually does cover his mouth and nose Oh, no, sure. I thought his, you know, his mouth's all oh. painted up, I think. Oh, okay. I'm looking at a picture of him, and I'm like, is that paint or is that a mask? I can't tell. It's, it looks like a mask. It's a mask there. Yeah. But it's a cool mask. They do the, the thing at the beginning of this match where they, uh, I know Okada does this a lot, where they like kind of push into the ropes and kind mm. of tease the clean break. And Okada's then, the goat at that. Okada yeah. does it all the time. But when El Desperado does it, this is where he mocks the height difference, because... El Desperado's got some height on him, and he's just like comparing, like, "Oh, you're so short." El Desperado, according to Wikipedia, is five foot nine and a half. Oh, okay. So that kind of tells you what the height Ishii is if a five foot nine guy is mocking five seven. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I'm six one, and I I'm scared of Ishii. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um. So this right away pisses off Ishii, who invites El Desperado to hit him as hard as he can. Uh, they start trading forearms. Um, Ishii uh, gets hit with this huge slap across the chest, and they're knocking each other down with uh, like shoulder tackles. Uh, El Desperado is definitely playing the heel in this match. Uh, at some point, he kind of mimics Toriano and removes the padding from the corner. Um, it's all Desperado at this point. He's just dominating, throwing Ishii around into the barricades using uh, heel tactics. Uh, Ishii comes back with a load of chops and forearms right to the side of the head. He blocks a spear, and then El Desperado gets the advantage again after raking the eyes. What is it with wrestling and eyes in 2020? Come on. Yeah. Um, He then manages to hit the spear. He attempts to apply the stretch muffler, or as he calls it, numero dos. It's like the Brock lock. The Brock lock, indeed. Uh, but he gets locked into a knee bar, manages to get to the ropes, and now Ishii is just attacking uh, the knee of El Desperado, because going into this match, um, they're kind of calling about how Ishii's knees have been weak, so this has been Desperado's tactic, and now Ishii's giving uh, El Desperado a bit of a run for his own money. Um, El Desperado hits a drop kick to the knee and manages to apply the numero dos. He then goes for his kind of pump handle finisher, 
uh, but this gets countered into a suplex from Ishii. Um, and then Ishii attempts his kind of Kawada kicks to the face, but because his knee's been so worn down, he can't hit them with the speed he normally would. And this allows Despy to kind of get him with the Kawada kicks and you, like lay him in thicker. If, if, if Tom's doing the kicks... Tom and Hero's doing the kicks. Would you call it, not Kawada kicks, but Tom kicks? Tom kicks. <laughs> Ish kicks. I don't Ish know. kicks. Ish kicks. Um, there's a crucifix bomb uh, into a sliding lariat from Ishii, and then the heel, El Desperado, hits a low blow. I think Tom's out in the first round, but Ishii kicks out on two. Uh, Desperado runs into that exposed turnbuckle, but right after Ishii gets thrown headfirst into the exposed turnbuckle, this has got to be it this time. One, two, Ishii kicks out again. Desperado now hits his pump handle slam and Ishii kicks out. There are some really great counters at the end of this match, like really cool sequences. Uh, we get a super kick and a forearm smash from El Desperado. This big, dirty headbutt from Ishii, followed by a huge lariat kick out. This time... He goes for the brain buster, Ishii's finisher, gets countered into a small cradle. Ishii comes out of it, hits the lariat, hits the brain buster. One, two, three. Ishii advances round one in 20 minutes, 17 seconds. Yeah, um, this was a lot of fun. Like you, I'm not super familiar with Desperado and his stupid pants, but uh, this was this was pretty good. Uh, maybe, maybe because I, like I've, I'm just a huge fan. Tama Hero fan, but this was like a lot of fun. I, I thought it did the job of me watching as a fan. If I'm Ishii's fan and I'm watching this, I was so mad because I was biting on all the times he. I, I thought that they wouldn't give him this mm. shot to go further into this thing. Uh, not because I picked him as my guy in the brackets to win the whole thing, but every time Desperado, I think it was like you said, he threw him into the the turnbuckle or something. You, you thought he was going to get the win. By by like evil ways, which they don't do too often in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I it was like, oh. but it's often in tournaments. It's a good way out. Like it, yeah. you'll see with um, Tanahashi's match, like Taichi screwed him over. And right. You think, oh, how can Tanahashi le- lose in the round one? But it's kind of the only way you can do it. Because because Desperado Desperado, he's he's pretty good. Um, watching this, I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe you look weird, and that's why I haven't given you a chance. But this was probably oh, one th- of the best matches I've seen him. I think he uh, he raised his uh, stock a lot uh, with this match. And I believe he's got... I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I'm just looking up now. But he's got a singles match at the next New Japan yeah. card. Uh, is it Okada? He's No, Okada's with Yujiro. Yeah, which yeah. Is, uh, should be. But yeah. Eldest Brother... Oh, I think he's going for the Never Open way, okay. I believe. Um, so he definitely raised his stock. I think having... Not being too familiar with him, just the way the match was laid out, I got it. That that pump handle is mm-hmm. his finisher. And when it, Ishii's kind of head is going against the exposed turnbuckle and then it's hit, I bit on it. Did you watch this in English or Japanese? Uh, I watched it in English the first time, but then the second time, like, I threw it on yesterday and just kind of played it in Japanese. So I did it the other way around because the, the commentary was added later, like a couple of days later with Kevin Kelly. And... For me, I when I first watched this match, I gave it 4.25. That was with Japanese commentary. After watching with Kevin Kelly, I went down to a 4. Oh. And I I love Kevin Kelly, but I think in this empty arena era, um, the three Japanese guys on mm-hmm. commentary added so much atmosphere to these matches that made me bite more. Um, whereas I felt Kevin Kelly was 
missing Childish Gambino and Harry Potter with this <laughs> tournament because he just doesn't. He's calling the moves, but wasn't really getting that. Emotion. What do you mean? Where's that? Uh, where's that lady on the monitor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I went for a. I changed my score to a four for this one after okay. watching it second time round. Uh, Meltzer a four point two five. Cage match a seven point eight seven. Uh, thought a really good story being told uh, with Ishii as the kind of babyface underdog here and overcoming all the all the shit thrown at him. I was kind of, yeah, shit thrown at him. I was kind of upset that this was like one of his opponents because I just figured, I want big matches right away, New yeah. Japan. And then this was one that was thrown in. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this guy with his mask and his pants. But it was pretty good. I'd give it like a four as well. It was cool. fun. It was fun to watch, but was it the best match ever? Was it indeed. Um, so we go to night two, round one. And uh, this is, uh, we talk about big lads, Big Lads Wrestling mm-hmm. on uh, on Up Next. Here we're going to talk about Old Lads Wrestling. Old Men Wrestling. Old Men Wrestling. This is uh, June 17th, Korakuen Hall, uh, round one, night two. Minoru Suzuki versus Yuji Nagata. Um, this match is so much fun. I, I've seen this match three times now because oh. I, I showed you this on a, one of our late night sessions. We, uh, yeah, we've been just, every Wednesday night, we just, we pimped out our backyard. We got lights, we got Wi-Fi extender, that works. And we just hang out and we watch wrestling a lot of the times. And when this match came out, we were like, did you watch this yet? And I said, no, I didn't. It's like, hey, Brayden, how do you feel about watching some old men kill each other? Do you want to watch two old Japanese dudes in really short tights slap each other for maybe 20 minutes? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, th- this match is is so much fun. It's it's essentially that. They're just both forearming each other to start with. Suzuki's facial expressions might be the best in the business. You You see this guy walking around the street. You probably think just like this sweet little old man Japanese man yeah and then you watch him in a wrestling ring and he's terrifying yeah his facials are are so good he's just laughing every time he gets hit Nagata is doing the same he's just like clenching his teeth and smiling through these strikes there's a big slap exchange um the first kind of like thing that isn't just punching each other in the fucking head is Suzuki catching a big boot and turning it into a knee bar they then start fighting around the outside. They're throwing plastic bins at each other, plastic water bottles, <laughs> smashing a chair over Nagata's back, which just explodes. Oh, I love when a good New Japan chair just explodes. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a, just a it's a real chair. Like it's not a fake it's, chair. Yeah, it's just yeah. a chair. Yeah. It's just a fault. It's like the ones we're sat. Yeah, on it's right a now. real chair. Uh, the refs making the count, and they do the spot where both Nagata and uh, Suzuki kind of. Do a double take, look at each other. Whoa. Oh shit, we're on 19. Run into the ring. Um, there's Suzuki just bullying Nagata, who's trying to get to his feet, but he keeps punching him down. Then Nagata starts doing the kind of the chest kicks, the Daniel Bryan-esque yes kicks, if you will. And Suzuki's like sat on his bum, like absorbing these things and like kind of almost falling to his back, but then old man up, shaking his head and just firing back up we get a repeated arm breakers from Nagata Suzuki about 17 minutes into the match goes for the first pin attempt just for a one count Uh, Suzuki attempts the gotch style pile driver but can't quite lift him up 
Uh, they then then do this huge slap battle across the face. Slap battle. This is this whole match. This is I call this match the slap bet. Uh, basically, but it's, <laughs> it goes from kind of forearms to chops, and now this is like you know when you watch those Russian slap fights. Yeah, it that's just here. This was this. Yeah, I got this out of this. This was very uh, <laughs> like you said. You look at this, and it's two old dudes in their underwear, like legit. It's just yeah. two old Japanese dudes coming from the onsen earlier, and here they are in their underwear slapping and i was all for it this whole like every time they were killing each other back and forth with this slap fest i was like why is this so good this doesn't have any right to be this good (laughs) i was super into this and then we get which i'm pretty sure is the first bump of the match there isn't any for like so long it's pretty much the the closing sequence is nagata hits a huge suplex suzuki gets right back up and charges at him but gets caught in the saito suplex one, two, three. Nagata defeats Suzuki in 20 minutes, 35 seconds. Crazy. This match is so, so much fun. I think I love the idea that they just save pretty much the one bump right for the, <laughs> end. the end. Because you buy it. You're like, yeah, these guys aren't going to win by punching each other the hardest because they've been trying for 20 minutes. So it's just like, all right, Saito suplex. Um, Suzuki's face at the end when he's just lying in the ring, like... What happened? He's looking around. What happened? Did I he had a few too many? Did I lose? And he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, th- yeah, I I think this is great, and this just shows how even though you can be kind of in the twilight of your career, if you you're a smart wrestling head, mm-hmm. you can still put on really entertaining matches. We all love fucking six thirties, hurricane runners, all that, but you don't need that to tell a good story. No flips, it? just fists. No open, flips, just fists. open palms. <laughs> uh, this is crazy. Both of these guys are fifty-two years old. Yeah, and they just put on this match. Yeah, this isn't your classic wrestling match. This is one I actually highly recommend to people because there isn't bumps through it. It's no. them like slapping each other, just like trash talking each other. Uh, a lot of a lot of acting, like you said, a lot of facial reactions, a lot of things, and um, more people are are more known more people know suzuki than they know nagata i'd say just because the past few years suzuki had this like kind of rise in the world of wrestling like outside was bigger like 10 or 15 years ago yeah and like suzuki is people are still like oh man this guy's so good and he's wait he's 52 like ah i kind of like this guy a lot like Mm. suzuki that one title reign it's gonna happen one day (laughs) uh this this is noah maybe but (laughs) Uh, i i really enjoyed this match and it didn't have the right to be this fun, but like it, it totally was. It was a, it was a sleeper hit for me. I, I didn't expect this. I, I as I said, I've I've watched this three times now, and I I actually bumped my score up with this one. Okay. I'm like bumping it down. I went four point five. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Meltzer agrees with me. He gave it a four point five, um, and Cage match an eight point three nine. Probably the most fun match in the in the whole tournament. I think I'd it was say. the most fun match to watch in the entire tournament because it it was just a slap fest. It was a slap fest. I agree. I give this four and a half stars because it was just so much fun. I've only watched it uh, the twice. I have to bump it up to the three times, but very very fun to watch. And uh, it kind of it kind of did me leave me wanting to see um, something coming. I, I want to see this match again, like this style. I wanted to keep keep happening and i think it's suzuki that can continue just do this we we after we watched this one uh we went back and watched uh okada versus suzuki in the rain oh Remember yeah we were watching that one and that one like is is not the, quite the same match but they're wrestling in the rain and this guy is still managing to like do his 
his shit, like his slaps, his chops, his acting and everything. So it's like you could put this guy in any ring anywhere and it'd probably be amazing. Was it not supposed to be – who was Suzuki supposed to fight WrestleMania? Orange like, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. You know what I mean? Like there's two different guys of the acting and facial and, and you know, like all that. The opposite ends of the stick, but mixing would have been crazy. And I would say on rewatch, I, I watched this again with Japanese commentary. Um, I, I'd be interested to know how it was with – did you see Kevin Kelly's commentary for this at all? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. But for me, it the two were just so engaging with their facials that you could watch this in silence yeah. almost, I feel. Although you love to hear those slaps. Oh, yeah. yeah true, true. <laughs> those sounds of them beating each other up. Um, that takes us to uh, two guys who I think are destined to do this forever. Okay. Uh, round one, night three, June 22nd, Korakuen Hall, show versus Shingo Takagi. Yes. Um, these two had a, a killer match in the Best of the Super Juniors last year, which it was on a lot of people's list as uh, best match of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shingo just absolutely killing it in that tournament. Sho being known more as being in this uh, junior heavyweight tag team and really, um, really making a name for himself in that tournament and then even more so uh, with this match. Um, Shingo is kind of... Uh, playing the the heel in this match just by being the veteran, a bit more of a bully here. Yeah, I, we we watched this together uh, before. I, I watched it again back, but I am like Shingo is a heel, but he's like not a heel. I feel. I mean, it's it's the case with most of Lij. Lij kind of started as a heel faction, but they're all baby faces, really. Like right. the, over the last couple of years, but you see this in in Japanese wrestling more so than American, where. It's less defined. So if you have, um, like, Shingo against more of a... I wouldn't say rookie, but more of a up-and-comer, like, show, he's going to naturally kind of fall more into that heel role because show's the underdog. Yes, and you, that's you what I got. The underdog. That's how I, I saw this. Um, and Shingo right away is just getting into his face, shoving him. The bell rings, and show just charges at Shingo with these clotheslines. The speed at the beginning of this match is is awesome. Um, Sho knocks Shingo down with a lariat. Um, I always find the way Shingo runs the ropes so exciting. I know that sounds weird because it's kind of the first thing you learn in in wrestling, but Shingo just his kind of speed and intensity when he runs the ropes, and especially when they're running, trying these clothesline exchanges, and then he'll go, right, I'm going to run to this rope instead and change direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, always a lot of fun. Uh, there's a drop kick and a clothesline to show that sends him out of the ring. Uh, this big chop exchange. They're now ch- uh, like hitting these uh, forearms. Show starts firing back, hits this big clothesline in the corner, starts running the rope, uh, ducks a lariat and hits his spear for a two count. Show has a, a pretty good spear. You, yeah. you normally you've seen the kind of bigger guys hit it, but I think his speed makes it it look really cool. Yeah, he does have a cool spear. Um, Shingo then just hits this jab out nowhere. Like, I think it's a, a left-hand jab followed by the lariat. Um, Sho attempts a German suplex, but Shingo is finding out. Uh, sorry, um, fighting out. Uh, Shingo attempts uh, no Shigami, but Sho fights out, kicks him to the chest, kicks, it, kicks him to the back, and then kicks him in the head. Uh, both are charging at each other with more lariats. We get Saito suplexes from both guys. 
this is where Shingo kind of changes direction, hits the lariat, hits the sliding lariat, then hits Noshigami. Oh, I love that move, man. It's it has great. the coolest name, too. It's So it's like a snap gory bomb, essentially, yeah. right? Like, put the guy in the gory bomb and then drop him face first. But he does it so quick. He does it better than any Guerrero I've seen. And I'm, I'm going to get heat for that. But, man, he does it so I, fast. It's the speed this guy has. He does it so fast. And the name, Noshigami, means, like, to wrap a gift, like, to present you with a oh, gift. Oh, okay. So it's like, I'm ending this. Here right. you go. Here is this thing for you. I love it. Uh, they're now fighting on the top... Um, there's a there's a headbutt. There's a sunset flip into the power breaker from Show, which is uh, the kind of power bomb to the knees, like uh, Champa, Project Champa. Yeah, it's like is Project that? Champa. Yeah. Um, and what I love is because I guess Show being in the junior heavyweights division, he's used to guys more his size. I know Shingo's just graduated, but he's bigger. Yeah. So he hits uh, the power breaker, but is now selling his knees because he's, like, he's ah. just dropped a big guy on his knees. Shingo kicks out on one. Uh, there's a deadlift bridging German for a two. Show pulls the arrow, releases, goes for the shock arrow, which is a double pump handle pile driver. Looks great, but Shingo fights out, hits a lariat to the back. There are forearms and slaps back and forth. Show hits ten forearms in the in a row, gets caught by a, sh- a stiff jab, made in Japan from Shingo Dakagi. Crazy for a two. Followed by a fucking huge pump, pumping bomber. They're just running lariat, but clothesline from hell style. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. so much behind it. Only a two. I bit. Show catches Shingo in an arm breaker. Pulls Shingo away from the ropes. Hits the shock arrow once. That's the... Uh, that's the like double pump handle. I don't know driver. how you do this move. I it's, was it's trying to watch it. It's similar to kind of like a straight jacket pole driver, get... but with the arms between the legs. So you're upside down then. Yep. You're straight jacketing a guy upside down. Um, hits it twice. One, two, three. Show defeats Shingo Takagi in 17 minutes, six seconds. Um, a real upset. I think this definitely spoiled a lot of people's brackets. Yeah. I know a lot of people had Shingo going. A long way. Um, I, I thought this match was so much fun. Again, any match that makes me forget there's no crowd there is a really good match for me. Yes, that is. This is one of those matches, definitely. Uh, this was like everyone was talking about how these two kind of have this little feud, the fight forever, if you will, because it's just show who's kind of breaking away from this this tag team that he's in with the Rapungi kind of three K or whatever. With is it Show and Yo? Yeah, right. Yo's just picked up an injury, so he'll be out for a while. So Sho is kind of getting this like rub, and it it seems to be working. Like a lot of people are like pretty behind them. I was I'm, I was behind Sho and Yo when they were a tag team. I really liked them as well. But I think he's kind of coming into his own. I think this was one of his his best showcases. I think him and Shingo could literally just keep having matches, which they did continue on to go have uh, in Dominion. I, I think we'll mention at the end of the show. But uh, this one was a lot of fun. Like you said, uh, it's very Smash Mouth kind of style with both of these guys i got the story out of this was shingo shingo's like more of the the vet here the scary like Mm. dude and shows like i gotta give you everything or else i'm losing and then that's what he did and uh it was good i would like to see these guys fight again absolutely i i see show as a future heavyweight champion is he gonna change his name uh it needs something it needs to be show something, right? So apparently his name is Show Tanaka. Show Tanaka. That so, sounds I mean, way that better. That sounds right? way better than just show. Um, like what? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, there's way worse names in New Japan. We'll get to them. <laughs> it needs it needs the reverse. 
Uh, it needs the reverse Vince treatment, right? You need to get that name back on You there. need to add a name. Um, but yeah, I see him as a future champion. Like, I think this guy's the future. He His theme is awesome. He's like a... He likes electricity. Good, he's, he, like, he fucking loves electricity. <laughs> he's a good-looking kid, but has the cauliflower ears, so you know he can, like, kind yeah. of fuck you up. His ear is gross, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Show, um, show me your ear. It's really gross. Uh, he's only 30, so he's going to be a star, I think. I, I, I really like this match. But I also just like this little like weird feud that they created. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really. Uh, cool. What do you give this match? Oh man, I really liked it. I'd go like four and a half stars. Yeah, uh, same as me. Yeah, uh, I went four and a half. Uh, Dave Meltzer went four and a half. Cage match. It's at an eight point five nine. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I want to see more of Shingo. I think Shingo is a guy they they're missing out on. Kind of. I know we're kind of talking already when this has all happened. So like Shingo is the kind of the. The one that I I think they should have put the rocket to him instead of kind of the direction they went, but I guess it's just too soon for them. But like he's shown in a year, he's made himself really prominent in the world in the eyes of wrestling fans. Like I, fast forward two years, I didn't know who he was, and then now I'm watching all his matches, and he's not he's you can't miss him, right? So it's like I, I while it's hot, strike it. I think there's something about. I mean, he's your never open weight champ, champion mm-hmm. at the moment. I think there's also something with him that. Um, the whole thing in Japan about where you came from, and he's only been in New Japan mm-hmm. for what, two years now, whereas someone like Evil, we've, although I think we'll both agree we prefer Shingo Takagi, yes. he's been a like a New Japan project uh, since a young lion. So yeah. I, I think there's kind of that thing going on. Um, I think Shingo will... He's going he's gonna to have a match against Evil anyway, because surely Evil's going to go through all the LIJ guys. Um, so I, I think that would happen at some point. Um, but I'm with you. I, I want to see him higher than the never open weight. But I'd say that about uh, a lot of guys on the mm-hmm. roster. I, I, I like this match. I like the Dominion one as well. But Shingo needs the rocket. I think I preferred this to the Dominion one. I like the Dominion one. But I, I mean, like, both both really Yeah, good. I both really like both of them. Now we go back to Big Tom. Uh, Big Match Tom against another favorite of the BDE. Yes. Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, this is July 2nd, Korakuen Hall. This is a quarterfinal uh, match. And, uh, yeah, this is This is tearing... This tore me apart. So this is two of my favorites. It is. Two New Japan favorites here. And this isn't a match we should uh, really be seeing because the, the junior heavyweights and the um, heavyweights don't really mix it up. The junior heavyweights aren't usually in the um, New Japan Cup. So with the current pandemic, they've obviously missed out on all their foreign talent. Yeah, they've kind of got to like put together everything you can. That's why we've got the likes of Gato and Jado, who spoilers we're not talking about in this show. Um, but yeah. yeah, these two haven't. I'm just checking if they've had. I'm sure they've tangled, but this singles maybe never. Looking on Cage Match, this is the only singles match they've had, uh, which isn't too much of a surprise because yeah. why would they? Uh, yeah, Hiromu Takahashi is. He came back from his injury. Had his crazy run with what Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. That match with him, uh, just fantastic. He's he's been a star in Japan for the past two years. When I went over to Wrestle Kingdom twelve, it was he was in the Fatal Four Way with the the junior heavyweights. So many people were going insane for Hiromu. Like everything works for him. His look. His wrestling, his character. I don't know what his character is with his tights with his aliens and cats and stuff all over it. But I fucking love it and I eat it all up. And then he's facing Tomohiro Ishii, my other favorite. So I'm just torn. 
had to having to watch this. It's like watching your two best friends fight. And yeah. you're like, I I don't want to pick who wins, <laughs> but I want to watch the fight. <laughs> so here, Hiromu is definitely the underdog. And as soon as the bell rings, he just charges Ishii. Uh, he's trying to kind of just knock Ishii down. He's hitting these running shoulder tackles, but Ishii's just standing there. I was going to say tall, but he's just standing there. Um, Ishii then just knocks him down effortlessly. There's a chop exchange, a slap exchange. Uh, Hiromu starts to pick up some momentum and finally takes Ishii down with a drop kick. Um, Ishii hits a delayed vertical suplex, which made me wonder, if you've got him up, why aren't you just hitting your brain buster? True. True. Like, I kind of feel you should just eliminate that move from your repertoire if you finishes the Brain Buster. Right. Because it looks in... dumb. Because Big Match Tom, you could have won this. With the Brain Buster. With the Brain Buster early on. We get a Falcon Arrow from Takahashi for a two. Uh, Ishii just runs and it's more of a shove than a pounce, but just sends Takahashi flying outside the ring. I like the beginning. The story of this match is, is like that Takahashi is a junior heavyweight. He's never gotten to fight this guy because he's a he's a heavyweight, when in reality they're the same height. But uh, Takahashi is like, I'm going to show you that like I deserve to be like fighting heavyweights. You know what I mean? Like That's Absolutely. the story of this. And there's a part where he's like, it's it, they're going back and forth with the chops, but Ishii's just no-selling the chops and then just starts just like a tree just killing him and then like i don't speak japanese but i could tell you what tamahiro <laughs> said to takahashi here he says junior heavyweight huh champion huh you're a champion uh, i don't know about that and like washing his face and like pushing him around i watched this with uh, kevin kelly but right as i'm thinking i'm like is he making fun of him because he's a junior heavyweight and kevin <laughs> kelly's like he is making fun of the fact that he is a junior heavyweight and not a heavyweight. Doesn't and I'm like, oh, you're going to lose, Tom. So again, it's kind of that thing, as much as we always see Ishii as a baby face, yeah. he's kind of in this sort of match. He's a bully. He's got to play the yeah. heel. Um, Hiromu keeps on attempting like a, a triangle hold on Ishii. Uh, Ishii manages... The D. Sorry? <laughs> he calls it D. D? Because you... Yeah. Ishii manages... <laughs> yeah. Ishii manages to hit a sliding lariat. He counters the D into a powerbomb. Uh, which Hiromu managed to counter into a pin attempt for a two. Uh, Ishii hits another huge lariat. Hiromu hits the dynamite plunger for only a two count. Hiromu is attempting lariats of his own, but he just can't knock down the stone pit bull. Nope. But Ishii's staggering at this point. He's not falling down, but he's rocked. Uh, there's a third lariat blocked from Ishii, but then he eats a super kick. Takahashi picks him up, hits the DVD into the corner. It looks like he attempts a poison rana, but gets countered into a German suplex from Ishii. And then a dirty headbutt. Ugh. Takahashi comes back with a headbutt of his own, and Ishii is down. Hiromu follows up with another lariat, hits the time bomb, but kick out. And you can see Hiromu's getting frustrated here. What can he do? Ishii attempts the brain buster but can't quite hit it. Hits another headbutt and then Takahashi follows up with his own brain buster, stealing Ishii's very own move and then hits the time bomb too. Yeah, this is like a reverse DDT kind of 1916 kind of thing where you lift the guy up and you drop him Hooking backwards. Hooking the leg. Yeah, it's, he hooks it's the leg. It's how he, he introduces that Wrestle Kingdom against yeah. Osprey. Um, 
and yeah, it's like a leg hook kind of emerald flosion. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, and one, two, three. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi knocks out Tomohiro Ishii in 19 minutes. Oh my goodness! I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was I was shocked. I knew my boy Takahashi. I knew Hiromu had it when he headbutted Ishii, and Ishii dropped to the floor in pieces. Mm. I was like, oh no, this is it. Game over immediately. If you beat Ishii in a headbutt battle, you're winning the match. I think that's just how it is. He's not Samoan, but he's known for his headbutts. Wow, crazy. Uh, I love this match. This was so much fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure I want to see this as a main event. Like at a Wrestle Kingdom or something. Just I didn't quite get enough out of it. I think they could have went another ten minutes. To be honest, I just felt like I I, I haven't seen it before, and I was just in like shock. The styles are, are like kind of different, but at the same time, not really. So it was really it was really fun. I to, mean, to, to see this. This match is probably the most highly praised of the whole tournament. Yes, I um, would I would say so. Just because like the the look of it alone, just like the back and forth. It's just fantastic. The screaming. Ishii's favorite. My favorite thing about Ishii is he always hulks up. That's like a thing mm. in, in, in his like repertoire. Like he's not taking your shit and he hulks up. And then Hiromu's thing is he just like screaming as all these memes we've seen crawling yeah. in my skin. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Hiromu is like, I'm not letting you like, like beat, beat me. I'm not giving up. And I, I remember Kevin Kelly on commentary again was like, uh, Hiromu came into this being like, well, I'm going to try to beat a heavyweight and we'll see what happens. But then halfway through the match, he's like, no, 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 no. I got this. I'm beating him. And then, like, he did. So the storytelling was really good as well. But I need to see these guys fight I need, again and again. Like, wow. Uh, I, I loved it, but I want more. So I guess they did their job. I'd give this uh, not quite a five-star classic, but really close. I went 4.75 with this one. Um, is that what you're saying then as well? Yeah, I'd give it, like, again, like, I still felt like there was so much still to happen in it and then mm. it kind of was cut short i didn't even get to see Hiromu debuted that like butterfly pile driver thing he didn't hit that mm. and i was like dude there's so much that these guys still could do so i'm gonna go for four and a half you know what 4.75 sure let's do it um do you do you think Hiromu will be in the g1 because i wouldn't be surprised if we get more junior heavyweights he definitely should be man like he's it's it's weird that they. I didn't realize that they still categorize people like in the junior thing. Like mm. you, w- you wouldn't put people in these other tournaments. Like Hiromu is one of their biggest stars, hands mm. down. And you're not treating him like that. I, I, I think it would be a bad. Decision. Oh, I think they're treating him he, like he a is star. now. Yeah, he is now. But like, I, that's what I'm saying. He, he probably will be in the G1. He has to. Be. I think if they're unless they're able to get like foreign talent back. For that, I, I see him in the G1, and I think we could have that match in front of a crowd there. I was really bummed here because obviously our bracket here, I picked Big Tom to win the whole thing because I just want to see him get his his big title match, his big push. That's just something I want to see. But at the same time, I was really biting for Hiromu versus Naito. Like, I'm not yeah. a Naito fan, but that match is a money match to me, and we didn't get any of those things. Well, we were meant to see it, weren't we? Um, it yeah. was meant to be at the anniversary show, but then yeah. COVID happened. Exactly. Because that's so, what the tradition is. I think they're they're holding off on that. They're waiting for a big moment a with a crowd maybe. and stuff. Yeah, so. um, but this was a lot of fun. I like the back and forth between each guy. Uh, st- st- Ishii, the, the Stone Pitbull, he, he's the guy you can throw in. He can take a pin. It doesn't matter. But, like, I still need to see him be champ one day. Yeah. Meltzer also gave this 4.75 cage match and 8.6. This was really good. This match was awesome. Uh, Hiromu is is such a uh, like a character. You look at it and you just can't be. You can't take away from the way he's dressed, the way he acts. Like it's it's very. Uh, 
I don't even know, polarizing. Just it makes it makes you watch. You cannot look away when he's like wrestling because he's just so weird. Well, we're going to talk about some more Hiromu because yeah. we go to the semi-final. Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazuchika Okada. Um, yeah, this was the semi-final, July 3rd, 2020. Um, the story, Okada's kind of debuted this Cobra Clutch that he's won every match in the tournament so far with. Yeah, how do we feel about that Cobra Clutch? I, I'm fine with him having a submission, and to be honest, why not debut it when there's no crowds? Mm-hmm. Kind of get it over on TV rather than doing it in front of a crowd that reacts like weirdly because mm-hmm. they don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen, we've seen people have kind of got used to the Judas effect now. Whereas think of the reaction when he kind of first hit that and people were like, what? It didn't get like that big reaction. Whereas now he hits it out of nowhere and you get that pop. So I think maybe he's, it's the best time to introduce it. It's the, sorry, it's the Cobra Clutch? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Million Dollar Dream. Million Dream, dream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like, I thought, and he hasn't done it thus far, and I know I'm jumping at the gun here, but he locks in, like, use your, uses the arms and, like, the back of your head and traps you like a Cobra, obviously, Million Dollar Dream. But I thought that this all leads up to him releasing it, pulling you back in Rainmaker. Maybe they're building up That's that. got to be That'll what the build cool. is. That's the only reason I see him using this move. At all. Maybe I don't. I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily like him using this move. I imagine Million Dollar Dream is maybe trademarked, but as the Rainmaker, wouldn't that be yeah. what you call it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just. I find like I, the whole time of him using since him using Okada is one of my all time favorites. Mm. Great, the goat, literally. And I'm just like, oh, that's a little like a step down. I'm like, it's not a great submission move, realistically. I, I, it's, it's not. So I'm just like, okay, this has to lead to something else, and I don't see him winning epic title matches and main events with this match main events with this move but then this match happens so i don't know <laughs> i think also maybe it's one you can kind of lock in on anyone true um Doesn't i don't know i like great. i like the idea i always like wrestlers kind of in introducing new yes. moves the I'm move just, itself yeah. i'm like okay i think yeah. why not talk about it now i found okada pretty disappointing throughout this, this whole, whole tournament thing. yeah and i just Checked think it's out. his i think it's his style because he's quite he's usually quite stoic do you know what i mean and he he knows how to kind of get that crowd to like get behind him i don't think his style has worked in this environment whereas you look at the kind of suzuki nagata match where they're Slapping. so engaging like every little thing they do Whereas Okada's always got that kind of calm look on his face, which when no one's reacting to it is kind of dull. I don't know. I just find that maybe he's a little checked out. Um, just, I don't know. Even watching him in his entrances, he's got the nice jacket on, which, you know, you're still trying to find online somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, for your wedding one day. Yeah, I'll wear it for my wedding. <laughs> Um, but I just something's it's not the same something's different like he could be coming out with balloons for all I care you know what I mean like that's what I got out of this I didn't think that it doesn't work with this era of like no crowd and stuff I just think like he himself right now is just like in this there's no steam behind him there's no story there's no nothing so why do we care that's kind of what I got out of it but he's Okada Maybe a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I love when you talk about Okada's entrance. I love watching Hiromu during his entrance. Yeah. Do you remember WrestleMania 29 when Punk is facing The Undertaker and Taker's gong goes off and Punk's just in the ring, like, smiling and laughing, like, yeah, bring it on. Hiromu here, it was kind of like that, but also like, 
holy shit, I get to wrestle Okada? Yeah. And watching this guy coming out, and he's just smiling about it and facing Okada, because, again, that shouldn't normally happen. And, again, if they have had a match, it's probably only one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just before the match starts, he just goes, Okada! And smiles. Love it. Um, and Okada's look is like, who the fuck is this guy? That's just Okada's look. Uh, yeah. Dragon George uh, is way George. ahead of... Uh... Of all these wrestlers. <laughs> so, uh, Hiromu takes down Okada early with the head scissors. Uh, Okada hits, like, the slingshot sent on, like uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Hiromu trying to come back with some slaps to the chest, but it really doesn't affect Okada. I love... This is similar to the last match, which Stone Pitbull and, and Takahashi, like, Stone Pitbull's like, you can't chop me. Like, what the fuck are you trying to do this? And then, like, fast forward in the match... Tom's getting headbutted and drops to his knees. So it's kind of like that way, but uh, in my notes here, Hiromu is getting washed, bruh. Okada is making light work of him. And it's like, that's what I got out of this. For me, like, we've seen all the, like, chop exchanges, slap exchanges, format exchanges. This was, like, the battle of the drop kicks because they're just hitting shotgun drop kicks, mm. missile drop kicks to each other, and it, it seems to be Hiromu realizes, ah, that's how I can get this guy down. It's the drop kicks. Um, there's a drop kick on the floor which actually sends Okada through the barricade uh, Hiromu hits a super kick and a falcon arrow for a two count uh, Okada comes back with his classic combination of the flapjack the running elbow into the corner and the DDT for a two um, Okada hits his uppercut but Hiromu just like shakes it off and hits a snap German right after looked great um, now we've got Okada hitting shotgun drop kicks Drop kicks, drop kicks, drop kicks all over the place here. I, I liked how they started going back on the outside, and I know Okada always runs and does his like cross body, mm. even in the as Dragon George in My Dad is yep. a Hill Wrestler. We did the review on our Patreon. Um, he he doesn't hit quite hit that running dive because there's no crowd. He's like fuck that, I'm not doing it. So he does the DDT instead, which is still great. But that's what I mean. Like there's no crowd, so I feel like this alters you as a performer, like how you do your job it like should, realistically really. like it, 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 it probably is a huge negative to be completely honest watching WWE for the past few months and so many of us wrestling fans were so critical and be like oh it's so shit and the ratings go down because there's no crowd it's garbage it must be so hard not knowing what is working and what isn't working especially for guys who like maybe aren't quite you know vets and stuff like that but when it comes to Okada he's just like I'm not doing a crossbody over the thing there's no one here why would I do that there's no one I think nature of Okada's matches as well, they're usually quite long and... Building storytelling. It slowly builds, and quite often the first, like, 15 minutes, not much really happens. And then you've got these crazy sequences right. at the end that people are, like, going nuts for. Yeah. That, you can't really you can't do, do it because there's no build-up. The matches I've enjoyed the match most during this era are, like, the, like, catch-as-catch-can wrestling, mm-hmm. like, fight pit, that kind of stuff. Yeah. have been really good. Um, Okada, I... I don't know, it's a, it's a mixture of things. Hiromu hits the sunset bomb to the floor, which I believe he's attempted every match in the tournament, <laughs> Until now. not here, and manages to get it on Okada. He hits the dynamite plunge for a near fall, drop kick from Okada, followed by the tombstone. He locks in the Cobra Clutch. Uh, Hiromu manages to counter this into a DVD into the corner. Hiromu goes for the time bomb, but Okada runs out. Another shotgun drop kick. Hiromu goes for a lariat, but Okada counters it into the tombstone, which is countered into the Rainmaker from Hiromu. The Daryl Maker. The Daryl Maker. <laughs> um, which I love because 
in the match against Ishii, he steals the brain buster. Yeah. So he's like, I'll fucking do your moves. He did it pretty good. Um, he did it great. And this really like woke me up for this match. I was yeah. like, oh me shit, too. Takahashi hitting the Rainmaker, follows it up with the time bomb, and you think he's going to put away Okada, but he kicks out. Uh, this was probably the best part of the match. A yeah. really great uh, near fall. I really bit that he was going to pin Okada here because I was like, oh, that would be a good little rub here for yeah. you to get the, keep going. The steam is behind you. And we'll see what happens. Hiromu goes for a triangle, or the D. The D. Just D. Uh, which gets <laughs> countered into a power bomb, but Hiromu counters it into a roll up. There's another drop kick, clothesline, both are down. Okada just can't stop Hiromu. Everything that he's trying at him, this crazy guy is just getting back he's up. He's just too wild. Hiromu attempts time bomb two but gets countered this time into the jumping tombstone, locks in the Cobra Clutch. Hiromu's trying to get out. We get a spinning Rainmaker, a Cobra Clutch again. Okada releases, maintains wrist control, hits a short arm Rainmaker, maintains wrist control, another Rainmaker, locks in the Cobra Clutch, and Hiromu doesn't tap, but Red Shoes calls off the match because he is out. Oh. Referee stoppage in 27 minutes. Yeah, okay. So a lot to, to take from this. So Okada, we said we don't like th- how his style is kind of working here. Maybe it's not his style. Maybe it's just him right now. I don't know. There's no there's no heat behind him right now. Mm-hmm. There, there's no heat behind a lot of things in wrestling right now just because of the where we are. But I... I really thought that Takahashi was the guy of this tournament, considering he's in all their stuff. He's their junior champion. He's just a crazy face. Like, everything's kind of working for me. I was just really shocked that Okada, with this lame-ass sleeper hold fucking... What is it? The Cobra Cobra Clutch. Clutch. Dude, this was terrible. I'm sorry. This was really bad. I did not like this finish at all. Um, Okada, I said, he is the GOAT. Try to fight me on it. He's the GOAT. But dude, not with this finish. What? I did not like this at all. I uh, I liked the kind of um, multiple Rainmakers holding the wrist and then locking it in. And I, I thought it was good for uh, Takahashi to not, um, not tap out but pass out. Yeah. I don't think this is the time for Takahashi to be beating Okada clean. Sure. But I, I was... Now now we've seen everything play out. We go, okay, so we're going to Takahashi v Evil next. So it wouldn't make sense for that to be the final. Um, and you maybe wanted the betrayal to be more against Naito with Evil than right. Hiromu. So in hindsight, it makes sense. At the time, I I could have seen like a, a Gato distraction, which causes Hiromu to win. Sure. I think there was just, for me, more interest going into the final Hiromu and Evil because you could see it going either way. You go, well, we were meant to have Hiromu versus Naito anyway. Yeah. So they might be just doing that now, and that's a great rub for Hiromu. Or you can have Evil, who's like leaving LIJ and turning uh, his back on the guy who brought him in. Like Both of them work, whereas I could not see you going back to Okada and Naito this soon. I don't, I don't see who that serves. No, I, I don't know. For me, it's so strange because New Japan has their big stars, like their main guys, as is WWE, as in wrestling. They have their main guys. And I would argue that Takahashi is up there now. He's in that list of like the mm-hmm. main people. Trust me, people eat him up. They love it. And Okada's been on this like back burner, uh, as is wrestling, but like he's just kind of chilling. There's no, like, no real steam behind him. So he could have lost, in my opinion. He could have lost here. 
Uh, but he didn't, and he didn't even win in a cool way. I just really don't like this move with him. I think, it, and and I don't think it's the end of it. I think he's going to use this move for the rest oh, of his. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like he's yeah. going to go on and use it. So, like you said, maybe I just got to get used to it. But it did not work for me here. I thought this this was very anticlimactic of a tournament when your hottest guy just fell asleep at the end of it. I was like, so take this. This really hurt my my uh, my. Ro- watching experience of new japan coming back with this you know pandemic era of wrestling i was just like out of all the things you could have done that's what you did the thing is they they don't view like we love hiromu but that's not how they view it he is a junior heavyweight right he probably wouldn't have even been in this tournament if it was that's so weird a like regular time and they do graduate like we saw osprey last year had a phenomenal best of the super juniors and then lost a bunch in the g1 yeah um because he's not a heavyweight yet so stupid so it's kind of dumb but i think we'll get hiromu eventually graduate and he'll eventually be getting win- wins over these guys yeah um i i quite i quite like the match i i think we're both on the same page with okada in this tournament i like the story they told um i thought hiromu just playing the underdog coming back from everything was great it it took okada it he didn't just like steamroll through this guy. It no. took Okada a lot. It took him three Rainmakers and his new submission. And he wrapped and his the, arms around him and put him to sleep. And the guy still didn't. He cuddled tap. him to sleep. So I think I think Hiromu actually comes away from this with a lot. This is this is what you said like earlier with the finishes in these tournaments. Like not like so he didn't tap. So his whole thing is yo Okada, you beat me technically, but I didn't tap out. So I want to fight you again. So one day we'll get like their like big kind of. Mm. blow off there because it does leave me going well dude fell asleep I'll build up my neck muscles and then you can't yeah you won't be able to put me to sleep I'll drink some coffee you won't be able to do it I'll beat you Uh, this should have been my match of the tournament this should have been something that I was super behind this didn't make it I wouldn't even put it in this list of things I would give this three and a half stars this didn't do this didn't do anything for me I was I was really upset that um, it just Maybe you're right. It's it's Okada. Maybe it's like something just didn't click for me. I was watching it and I watched it now. And I'm like, watch it today. And I'm just like, what is not working with this? When I'm usually, I watch Okada, I sit back, I smoke one and I'm like, look at this man, this, mm-hmm. this, the god of wrestling. And I didn't get that out of, I mean, he wore the jacket in his entrance, but. Again, like I, I found this so, so much better with the Japanese commentary rather than just ah, Kevin Kelly being true, so low. True. They, I think I they, watched Kevin Kelly. Oh, they added so much. Like, they really, those near falls with Hiromu, they really I do prefer. I do it. prefer the, the we, we do Best Match Ever, and we've been going back. We did a Stan Hansen, and mm. it was like, a, was it All Japan Pro Wrestling? A lot of those matches. The commentary that we find these matches on, like, YouTube and, and Daily Motion and stuff. It's all in Japanese commentary, mm. and it makes it so fucking like you're so into it because they're screaming and shouting and Lariato. But it's also, it would just be weird for Kevin Kelly screaming on his own as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it I, would be. So I'd say, if you were to watch it, watch it with the Japanese commentary. I was higher on it than you. I quite like the story. I do think the commentary helped. As I said, I went for, and you said I wouldn't put it in the list. Like when I was looking at the other matches, I still put this in yeah. the top five I like I could have there was Ibushi Zack Sabre Jr but I've seen that so I didn't many really times. like that either I wasn't that hot on that one I think they've had way way better matches um, and then you're talking what Taichi and Ibushi or Taichi and Tanahashi. you know what I was really de- like so, I, I was really into this idea of the tournament and when they announced they came back but my whole entire highlight of the entire New Japan Cup was that one commercial 
where it's uh, Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and he's trying to use an app, and a girl walks by, and he looks at the camera, and he's like, da 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 New Japan, da 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 That was the highlight of the entire five stars for that commercial with Hiroshi Tanahashi, not the one with Osprey playing uh, New Japan Super Oh, card. my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've got Ibushi! <laughs> as soon off. as I watched that, I said, my one friend Shane is obsessed with WWE Supercard. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I just watched Will Ospreay talk about New Japan Supercard. And he's like, shut up, that's not real. Two days later, he's like, so I got Super Supercard for New Japan. And I'm like, oh, is it good? He's like, absolutely not. It's not a game. You just collect them. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I- I'm joking, but the commercials in this cup were really funny. Um, but I-, I-, I would say that... Uh, to be honest, I was a little let down with this New Japan The cup. tournament fizzled out. I think the best matches were kind of in the the first round. Um, honestly, I should have probably put um, Toriano versus <laughs> That's the match. Takahashi. I was, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what was the because one we watched? That was so much fun. Okay, honorable mention, best match ever. Hiromu uh, Takahashi versus Toriano. Five stars. Do, do, do you know why I didn't put it in the list? Because be this fair. show, Best Match Ever, only goes up to five star. Yeah. And that one broke the scale. Yeah, it That one 5.75. So, oh, that match is great. I uh, hate Toriano. I really do. But that was so funny. If, Maybe because I was lit watching it at like three in the morning with you one night. It was but, genuinely funny. If you want to watch oh. a good, just a good comedy match. Wow. We get see so much shit um, with the finish being in an elevator. It, <laughs> it's brilliant. So... Uh, I just thought it was unfair to the other matches to really even it was, talk about it. It was. How could you? How could any match beat uh, Toriyanu claiming that he's going to cut the hair <laughs> of Hiromu because it's quarantine and he needed a haircut? So he's like, "I'm going to cut your great red dyed hair off because he's got luscious locks." Yeah. So he comes to the ring in a helmet because he doesn't <laughs> want his hair cut, and the whole match he's trying not to get the scissors to his hair. He then gets tied up to a guy. They fight in the elevator. Oh my god, that was yeah, that was the that's fucked up to say, but the highlight of the New Japan Cup was was that. <laughs> so I went uh, I went four on this uh, Okada Hiromu one. Yeah. I, I I'd probably go lower with Kevin Kelly to be honest. Sure. Um, Meltzer gave it four cage match and eight point two nine. Um, so they're like. The, the sort of top matches we talked about um, but it's time to talk about which one was your match of the tournament yes or best match could ever. you say best match ever yes definitely 2020 <laughs> so best match ever new japan cup 2020 i really enjoyed show versus shingo because this like little feud that they kind of organically have created here seems like it's it's not seems it is really interesting and really exciting, but I'm gonna go safe. I'm going with I think I think it's unanimous. I think a lot of people agree. The Stone Pitbull Tamahiro Ishii versus Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I it leave me wanting a bit more. It wasn't it wasn't the best match ever, quote unquote, but it was it was close to it, and it leaves me wanting to see a rematch down the line where they just kill each other even more. I 100% agree. That's my pick. It was my my highest rated one of the tournament. Um, re- really fun match to to watch back as well. And hopefully, as I said, I'd love to see them have a rematch in the G1. Uh, Tomohiro needs his win back. And, yeah, Tomohiro just always and loses. And we'll be having crowds then. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that again down the line. So, best match ever, New Japan Cup 2020, Ishii versus Takahashi. That's what we've picked. Yes. And then in an asterisk, 
Takahashi versus Toriyama. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we kind of end, they did lead up to Dominion, which has happened last week on the 12th of July. And quickly, uh, you did you watch... Did you watch Dominion? I skimmed, I picked out stuff because I'm not watching. I'm done with these six man tags. Yeah, I watched <laughs> Show versus Shingo and I watched um, Evil versus, uh, uh, not Toriano, yeah. <laughs> Naito. So, yeah, Shingo versus Show was another one I really, really liked. I think I, I just keep wanting to see them wrestle. And I think Show will eventually, uh, you know, challenge again and maybe take the title from him but he he did not Shingo retained the never open weight title in a great match and I still don't know how Sho does that upside down straight jackets cradle pile driver thing it's awesome uh, but what wasn't awesome was the main event and the the outcome I guess uh, it shook the wrestling world mm-hmm. across here um, evil defeating Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight title and Intercontinental title. He's doubled Evil Dose Straps. Um, I hate Evil for personal reasons, but I also hate Evil because I don't really like him. Don't think he's a good wrestler. I'm not saying I don't think he's a good wrestler. I just, he's a good tag team. He's been in a tag team for a long time. Would never have booked it this way. Would never even imagined that it would end up this way i just felt like there was so many different avenues you could have went with so many different experiments but they landed on evil Mm. what happened um to start with i like i don't mind as much mainly because i i don't really rate naito to be honest sure you don't like naito yeah um i'm i don't particularly enjoy his matches sure he's had matches i've enjoyed but in general, I yeah. do not get excited about Me Naito matches. Me neither. And I wasn't excited about this title run. Um, I think what um, what like I don't have is that kind of love for Lij that I know is big in Japan. Yeah. So I I feel with I feel maybe with Japanese fans this is like holy shit that's such a breakup and such a betrayal. Whereas I'm like I don't care about either guy i thought the match itself was pretty shit um way 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 too long 38 minutes way overbooked like red shoes just taking bump after bump up he took more bumps than suzuki in this tournament (laughs) 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 and it's true but i i don't hate the idea of doing pulling the trigger on something different yeah Um, i my my problem both with Evil and Sonata is their personality. I, I find them just lacking charisma. I think as wrestlers, both are fine. Both are actually quite good and can actually surprise me here and there with good performances, but not too often. Um, but I don't think this is going to go on for a long time. This isn't going to... like. I'd be shocked if this is like Wrestle Kingdom main events. This is but where it, I'm getting at, yeah. But I feel this is more... Okay, Evil's your champion, but this is more of a way to kind of elevate Hiromu because mm. you've got the angle with Hiromu being so upset that his like brother has betrayed them. It's a way of it's giving a like a meaty story to help elevate other people. I see this being a short-term thing. You've created a main eventer. Is it who I'd want to be the main eventer? No, but look, we said we're getting tired of Okada earlier, you yeah, know? It's sure. like they need to shake it up because Tanahashi, Okada, Naito, they ain't getting any younger. So you kind of need to add someone to the mix. I think Bullet Club are 
pretty shit right very, now. Very, very. Um, I'd have even, like, I'd have liked Kenta even back when this was happening, if you were going to yeah. take this title away. But, as I said, like, LIJ, we're not, we don't have that particular personal connection with them as a faction that so many people do. Evil is, like, the first guy Naito brought in. He's been, like, his right-hand man. So it kind of makes sense. It's like, how did you know, like, how did you not know this guy was going to turn on you? His fucking name is Evil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You, you're going to be my friend, right? Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Evil. Huh, I don't see any problem with that. (laughs) Uh, I I don't care that, like, they are pushing, like, this new guy. You're right. They got to make new stars. I just feel like such an odd... It just... It took... It took all the air out of my excitement for New Japan instantly. And I know I'm not alone because uh, oh, for sure. just like so many people were hating on it. And I'm like, man, you're, you're, the hate is kind of valid because uh, I got spoiled and okay. I saw Evil 1 and I saw him beat Naito. But I was like, this, this is a rib. This isn't real. Like, I didn't believe it. So I actually just watched it. I had to watch it to see it for myself. And then I sat through that fucking match and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is bad. Like, this isn't. There's, I, could, I, I was, like, ready to sit down and, and have points on how to defend this. And I don't have one. Mm. I don't like it at all. I, I, like, I, I kind of just shat on um, some of the cup that it just... It was like, you're doing it to do it. Like, put some, put some stuff behind it. And I just... This evil... I don't know. I'm not a fan of Naito either. He's really not one of my favorite wrestlers at all. But the guy does have good matches. His match with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom? Phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, this match with Evil, no. Am I going to see Evil main event, the Tokyo Dome? Which, like, I know travel isn't a thing right now, but like, th- as wrestling fans, you're like, we're all like looking at the looking at our calendar, like, okay, so uh, w- will I be able to travel for January fourth? Will I be able to go to wrestling one day? Mm. Is that a thing? Is Wrestle Kingdom going to be a thing? Will they let me go now that Evil's champion? Yeah, I'll, I'll wait till next. Year. <laughs> next year sounds good. Also, I I think with the likes of. Uh, Jay White and Kenta not being there for Bullet Club right now. Yeah, they kind of needed that leader. And once you've pulled, you've done the angle with Evil turning, it completely stops his momentum to have him come up short at the end. I guess it's. But as said, I like. I don't give a shit about Naito either. So I, I was very mad about it. I was like, okay, cool. It's something fresh, which I think New Japan's look very, as much as I love the matches, it's kind of looked the same for the last couple of years yeah. with like their roster and stuff. So at least that's fresh. I always, but I just want to see, get, get a Bushi in there with the title. Yeah. I don't understand why on. it wasn't a Bushi. Uh, look, uh, my, my match of the year right now. And as we're recording this, um, is Ibushi versus Okada from Meso Kingdom. And the next night, Okada loses to Naito. And if you ask me, that's classic New Japan storytelling. Okada, their fucking god of wrestling, lost to Naito, who, again, is a huge character, but he lost to Naito because he had to fight Ibushi the night before. Mm. He wasn't fresh. Naito was fresh. That's my angle that I was like, oh, we're going to get that again, and Okada's going to wipe the floor with him. Didn't get that because it's just not happening. So then I go, okay, well, you see, Abushi lost to Okada, but there's the history with Abushi and Naito with that crazy storyline, the angle matches they had like years past. Then there you can go with that, and that's how Abushi will get the title. And no, they, they didn't do that either. Okay, uh, well, we could we could elevate someone else. I mean, uh, there's that Shingo guy. He's he's been he's been all right. He's he's good. Nope, it's not it's not it's not going to him either. Okay, cool. Uh, who else is next in that line? I don't know. How about Evil? It's like, how did you land on that? But also, this isn't 
like this is in front of a third capacity it's gotta after suck. like it's gotta a, suck it's I don't want to see like I want to see an Ibushi or a Shingo win it on a bigger stage sure. do you know yeah so I, I see this story playing out I see maybe uh, Naito getting it back by the end of the year getting his revenge mm. on evil uh, I'd have Ibushi win the G1 again because he was kind of robbed of his main event he's like sure I do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. We had a whole... And then I'd have... Because Ibushi and Naito had that big feud last year. Yeah. You've then had it rested for a whole year. I'd do Ibushi, Naito, at, Tokyo. At Dome. the Dome, yeah. yeah. That's what I That's what I imagine next year's main event being, is Ibushi and Naito as the headliner, at least for the, one of the nights. And it's like, oh, okay, so are we still going to get that or not? And then hopefully Evil has been elevated somewhat having that run and can, I don't know... Yeah. Jay White. Yeah, I don't care. Like, battle for Bullet Club. Cool. That means I can go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it'll be great. Uh, so, everything is evil. Evil is the double champion. Uh, I was a little down on, on the cup as as a whole, and Dominion really down on that. Uh, but, you know, they'll turn it around, I'm I'm assuming, I'm guessing, I'm hoping. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the New Japan Cup? I don't know. I was like, look, as wrestling fans... Um, we don't. We've been watching like the WWE, or some of us have, and it's like I have so many non-friends or f- coworkers or family friends who are like, "Oh, you watch wrestling? Why is wrestling still on, but sports aren't?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "I can't believe that like that's happening. They're, they must be killing it." And I'm like, "No, it's actually they're doing the quite the opposite. They're tanking hard, and it sucks. It sucks with no crowd." And then New Japan comes out, and I got so excited, like the like schoolgirl almost, like, "Oh yes, actual wrestling!" Like. New Japan, they treat it like a real sport, right? Like they, they treat it like it's wrestling. And then the first thing they do is do WWE shit. <laughs> it's book evil and I do mean, this shit. It's like, what? My thoughts are, I don't normally watch the New Japan Cup anyway. This sure. is like, for me, New Japan Cup is like a B or a C it is. level. Yeah. And that's what they're coming back with. Like the G1, like restore my faith. The G1 will be coming will. soon. I think that will help. Um, but yeah, I would normally cherry pick this tournament anyway. Um, this feels like, WWE's been off for a while and you're coming back to Survivor Series maybe you know like it's it's a big thing but yeah. it's it's not it's Survivor no. Series it's no SummerSlam it's no Rumble it's no Mania yeah that's kind of what I feel with this so uh, I was grateful to have some wrestling me too um, and I think now we've got some story directions G1 should be should be great Yes, I'm, I'm the positive one here. I'm All right, try and stay. Positive. I know. I, I it really it really got me down. But this this is even like I said. I even had to watch Evil versus Naito for myself, so I knew. It's like when when everyone was like, "Yeah, you see uh, Ryan Reynolds as the the Green Lantern," and you're like, "Yeah, I heard it's shit." Well, like, how are you gonna know for sure? You gotta watch the Green Lantern, yeah, <laughs> to know it's shit. I can tell you, I got about twenty five minutes into the Green Lantern, and I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> so uh, I don't like Evil. I don't like Naito. I don't like you. All right, no, I'm joking. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, our this was best match ever. We did decide on the exact same match, which I think is unanimous between wrestling fans of uh, Ishi. And Takahashi, and neither of those guys won this tournament nope. or became champion. So uh, I'm, I'm just bitter. I'm just sour that Ishii's not champ. <laughs> Think about the story with Kenny Omega in New Japan, how the story was he keeps trying to be champion. And like it made the title like so big. It made it so good. And he won the title. He beat Okada. You're like, holy shit, the champion. And then Jay White wins the title like really quick. 
and I, I really took the gas out of that for me. And then this guy wins a title. I don't give a shit about these titles. These titles <laughs> suck. I'm watching horror show. That's what I'm watching. I'm gonna watch Extreme Rules horror show. Monday Night Raw. I want to watch a man's eye get pulled <laughs> yeah, out of the socket. That's and, I- <laughs> yeah, let's quickly plug that before we say goodbye. We are live on the YouTube right now. You can join us tonight for up next at 10.30 Eastern Time. Yes. Um, I will also be going live with some guests uh, this Sunday yeah. for The Horror Show at Extreme Rules on this very YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash up next. I will also be joining uh, John Pollock and Nate Milton for our Slammiversary review this Saturday. You're just all over the place. I'm all over the place. And uh, this show has taken the place of the... Uh, we've been doing the free Star Wars reviews for over a year now. And uh, we've taken a little break from that because Star Wars is kind of finished for the time being. Mm-hmm. So this Best Match Ever kind of uh, little taster has gone in that slot. And... Next month is our summer month. Yeah, we decided on something. So uh, right when we started doing uh, movie reviews, we started with uh, Halloween because both of us love horror films. Yes. And on our Patreon, we have a big summer-themed month next uh, next month. So we thought for our free review on this feed... Next month. Next month, we will do something summery and spooky. So what are we doing, Brayden? Well, I don't know what you're doing this summer, but I can tell you, I know what you did last summer. holiday powerhouse you host the dinners shovel neighbors sidewalks and make everything from scratch you definitely don't need help making the holidays happen but duncan's holiday blend coffee a warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt especially the hot caffeinated kind america runs on duncan present participation may vary limited time offer terms apply Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping for. Your hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program. Happening in your neighborhood today.